Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Today we are going to talk about healing my relationship with food and how I have been working on that. I made a YouTube video about this, but I also want to have a more in-depth conversation about it on here because the YouTube video is only like 15 minutes and I want to go a little bit deeper than that. Um, also trigger warning for this episode. Obviously, I am going to talk about my eating disorder, but I will not be talking about any specific numbers. I am not going to say how many calories I was eating during my eating disorder. I'm not going to talk about any specific weight I've ever been. I just don't think that it is important or necessary to get my point across, and I know it can be extremely triggering for people, so we're leaving all of that out. No numbers here. But if you are not in a great place mentally or feel like you're going to trigger yourself by listening to this, please skip this episode and I'll catch you on the next one. Love you. But if you're staying, hi, hello, welcome, and let's get into it. Um, so just a little background if you don't know my story. I struggled with anorexia for a little over two years from the beginning of 2020 to the middle of 2022. This was brought on by my previous modeling agents who I am no longer with, but I started being told around 16 years old that I needed to lose a certain amount of inches around my hips if I ever wanted to be successful. So that's what I did. And they encouraged disordered eating behaviors and diets. So surprise, surprise, I developed anorexia and it completely controlled my life and every single thought I had 24 hours a day for over two years. It was one of the worst things I have ever gone through. But in June of 2022, I broke down and I asked for help and I started my recovery journey. I never went to an inpatient program, but I immediately started therapy and was going once or twice a week. And I'm going to share the steps I went through in the beginning of recovery that were the most helpful to me. And I'm actually still implementing all of these, but this is basically how I started recovery. Obviously, number one is tell someone you're struggling. Tell your mom, tell your sister, tell your partner, tell your grandma, tell your neighbor. Just tell someone you trust and ask for help. Then, if you have the financial means and access to therapy, please, please find a therapist. Even if you have to spend your last dollar on it or tighten your budget a little bit, it's worth it. But if you can't go to therapy, I would suggest listening to podcasts like this one or reading books about recovery, following recovery accounts and eating disorder specialists on Instagram. And if you can't actually go to therapy, listen to a therapist's podcast. We are so lucky to have all these resources available to us online, so I really suggest taking advantage of that if you can't go to therapy. And honestly, podcasts have been one of the most helpful resources for me, and I'm going to link some of the most life-changing podcasts I've listened to in the description of this episode, but I'll just name a couple too. Diet Culture Rebel is a great one, Healthy But Human, and Take the Cake with Kate Knoll are probably my top three. 
But also check out the description of this episode for more direct links to shows and specific episodes that I found very helpful. Um, But then my first real step of recovery once I asked for help was deleting my fitness pal. I stopped counting calories and tracking my food. Whether you write down everything you eat or count every calorie, stop doing it. I had been tracking calories on and off for about five years, so this was extremely hard for me to let go of. It was literally a compulsion. Like every time I ate anything, I had to write it down. I had to put it in my fitness pal. It was just part of my eating disorder routine. It definitely gave me a sense of control and like accountability almost. Like I don't really know the best way to describe it. And for a while, even after I deleted my fitness pal, I would just mentally keep track of calories because at this point I could look at any plate of food and immediately give you a pretty accurate estimation of exactly how many calories were on that plate, just from years of doing this. So that was definitely just a habit I had to break, and I actually listened to a podcast the other day that completely changed my mindset around calories. It literally changed my life, and possibly also saved my life. It's an episode from Diary of a CEO, And the name of the episode is Dr. Tim Spector, The Shocking New Truth About Weight Loss, Calories, and Diets. And I am a very scientific person, so if you explain the science behind something, it will make a lot more sense to me, and knowing the facts behind nutrition and calories has helped me untrain my brain from these disordered thoughts. So I cannot recommend that podcast episode enough if you are struggling to stop counting calories. Like it literally saved my life and made me stop counting. The next step I took was to stop weighing myself. There is literally no point in weighing yourself. I also looked into the science behind this and I realized it does not make any sense to weigh yourself. Like once I really understood that your weight has very little to do with what you actually look like, I was like, why the fuck do I care what I weigh? First of all, muscle weighs more than fat. So you can weigh, this is just like a random example, I'm not saying it's good or bad. You can weigh 150 pounds with a lot of that being fat and it looks completely different than 150 pounds with most of that being muscle on the same body. But the scale doesn't know what you look like or know how much of that is muscle. So your weight has nothing to do with what you look like or how your body is carrying that weight. Like I realized just because I gained weight doesn't mean I gained any fat. And also, who cares if I did? Bodies have fat. That's just the human body. And weight fluctuates so much anyway, especially in women, literally just based on what time of day it is. So I threw away my scale and was just like, okay, I am never doing that again because it doesn't matter how much I weigh. And I immediately started feeling so much better. And even when I go to the doctor and stuff and I have to be weighed, I either ask them before like not to tell me or I stand backwards on the scale so I can't see the number. And then the next thing is I started having well-rounded meals. So I was eating a very restrictive diet for a long time and cutting out food groups or eating very, very little of certain food groups because that's what my modeling agents told me I had to do. And again, 
I looked into the science behind these types of diets and learned actually how horrible it was for my body and my metabolism and my digestion and my brain function. And I was like, holy shit, the human body needs all the food groups. So I started eating balanced meals with fats, proteins, carbs, sugars, like all the things. Knowing that my body is literally designed to eat like this and eating carbs is not going to make me obese. It's going to make my brain function properly. It's going to give me energy to get through my day. It's going to make me healthy. And I also started eating at least three full meals a day. Oftentimes it was four or even five or six, but the minimum I set for myself was three full meals. This one was helpful because it was something to hold myself accountable to every day. That was like a numerical goal. So there was no more skipping breakfast. And again, the science behind skipping breakfast is terrible. It's not good for your metabolism or your hormones, especially for women. I don't care what anyone says about intermittent fasting or not eating until later in the day or doing fasted cardio. If you are in recovery, do not do that shit. Breakfast is literally the most important meal of the day, like the saying goes, it's true. You need breakfast, just in general and especially in recovery. So even though my body had gotten used to not having breakfast and not being hungry in the morning, I would make myself eat breakfast. I knew I needed it to function properly and heal my body and heal my hunger cues. I also stopped planning out meals and started to eat intuitively. I used to wait until certain times to allow myself to eat, even if I was really hungry like two hours before. But now, if I'm hungry at 4 p.m., I eat. I don't wait until 6.30 or 7 to allow myself to eat dinner. Those are literally just made up meal times. Like if you're hungry, your body is telling you it needs more food for energy. So fuck whatever time it is, who cares? You need food. Now, the intuitive eating part is a little tricky at first because after an eating disorder and restricting for so long, your hunger fullness cues are usually pretty messed up and sometimes you just literally don't want food. Like there's just no hunger at all. So at the beginning, I was definitely forcing myself to eat three full meals a day because I knew my body was so used to not having it that it literally didn't want it but I knew I needed it and needed to retrain my brain and my body to eat enough food. But once I got the hunger fullness cues back and started having cravings, I honored them 110% because your body needs to trust you again. And it's trying so hard to restore its function now that it has enough fuel and nutrients to start repairing itself. Your body needs to know that when it's hungry, you will feed it. When it wants something in particular, you'll provide it. And after an eating disorder, you've trained your body not to trust its own cues. Your body had no idea when it was getting food next. So you need to rebuild that trust and it comes by honoring what your body wants. Whether that's six meals a day or chocolate cake for breakfast, just listen to your body and show it some love and give it what it wants because it has suffered for so long with this illness. And oftentimes it takes a lot of food to get full when you're starting recovery. And this was difficult for me because sometimes I would be eating with my boyfriend and I would eat so much more than him. 
and that is triggering for someone with an eating disorder. If I ate a lot more than him, I would feel gross and guilty and bad, but I would just remind myself that my body needs to heal and needs this food and needs this nutrients. So I can't ever compare what I'm eating to someone else because their body has not been through what mine has been through. And there's absolutely no need to feel guilty about healing your body and healing your eating disorder. Which brings me to my next point, which is eating fear foods and foods I had refused to eat for years. And this has been the hardest, but honestly also the best part of recovery. Like at first, it is awful. And it gave me so much anxiety and literal panic attacks. But the more I confronted the fear and ate the food, I realized it's just food. And nothing bad is going to happen when I eat these foods. Like my eating disorder had been making me think that things like burgers and pastas and ice cream and just so many normal everyday foods would make me immediately gain so much weight and make me unhealthy. Absolutely false. Literally the biggest lie your eating disorder will tell you. You have to eat so much unhealthy food to actually gain a significant amount of fat. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely have gained weight in recovery, but it gave me back my health and it gave me back my freedom from this literal prison I was living in. One of the best parts of life is eating delicious food. So why would I spend this one life I have on earth depriving myself of delicious food because I'm scared of being fat? Like, why is that what I would spend my life worrying about? I just decided that I was done doing that because I wanted to be happy and I want to make the most out of every single day. So after I got over the initial panic attacks, it really has been one of my favorite parts of recovery. Just like being able to enjoy food again. Next thing on my list is to unfollow people you compare yourself to. I literally went through my entire following list and one by one unfollowed anyone I compared my body to. But also if it was someone like I'm friends with and like it would be weird if I unfollowed them, I just muted their story and posts so they don't come up on my feed. And this is such a great option because it doesn't let that person know if you mute them so you don't have to worry about them knowing you did anything. But once you're not seeing these thinner bodies or people you compare yourself to on your feed constantly, you'll feel so much better. And you won't be thinking about your quote unquote body goals so much when it's not always in your face. Because even if you don't think you're actively thinking about it when you see pictures like that, it's probably happening subconsciously and still affecting you and your eating disorder and your recovery. So unfollow or mute those people. And after I got rid of those people, I started following more body positive people who don't just post themselves at the most flattering angles where they look the skinniest and look the most perfect. Cause we all consume a lot of social media. And if you have those reminders of, this is my body goals, I wish I looked like that. I want to be that thin or toned or have those abs or those thighs. If you're seeing that multiple times a day or even just once a day, it is not good for your recovery. So follow people you admire for other reasons besides what they look like. Follow people you can look up to as recovery role models. 
The next thing I did was I stopped watching YouTube videos and TikToks about nutrition and healthy eating. Like even what I eat in a day videos, like I can't watch those anymore. And I actually stopped making those videos myself too. Even though I was watching and posting videos of like what I eat in recovery, like full balanced meals with no restriction and stuff, I just don't think you need to compare what you eat to anyone else. Like you don't need to know what anyone else is eating. Because again, even if you think you're not actively comparing what you eat to those videos, it's probably happening subconsciously. So I just avoid it to be extra careful and to just not trigger myself. And even just like informative healthy eating videos on YouTube of like people talking about the 80-20 rule or eating really clean and healthy diets. I also just avoid those because I don't always eat super clean and healthy. And that's okay because I'm in recovery and I need to enjoy any type of food I want. And during my eating disorder, I was so obsessed with nutrition and just completely avoiding anything that was quote unquote unhealthy. So when I stopped watching videos like that, it helped take some of that pressure and anxiety away about super strict healthy eating. Okay, this next one is probably the most important one in terms of healing the actual disordered thoughts themselves, but I had to fix my relationship with myself and learn how to be nice to myself and love myself enough to the point where I did not want to suffer anymore. I had to learn to love and rely on myself more than I loved and relied on my eating disorder. This is so hard because my eating disorder was like a security blanket. It was the one thing I felt like I always had control over and it was what had become familiar and comfortable to me. So I was terrified to let go of that and terrified to get better, but I knew I didn't deserve to feel like this and I wanted to be happy again. I didn't want to spend any more time hating myself every single day and telling myself these awful things. I wanted to love myself, so I learned how. And I might do an entire episode devoted to this part of my recovery and just learning how to love myself and how I practice self-love after years of absolutely hating my body and being so mean to it because it has been a long and difficult process. But you deserve to live this life completely in love with yourself. And I used to just like distract myself by taking care of everyone around me except myself. But you can't properly take care of anyone until you take care of yourself and love yourself. And I had to realize that beautiful is not skinny and lifeless and dying. Beautiful is radiant and confident and healthy and happy and full of life. It makes such a big difference when you walk into a room with healthy, glowing energy. And sacrificing that energy and confidence and health for some inches off your waist or your hips or your thighs is not worth it. This next one is one of the most difficult ones in my opinion, but I stopped hanging out with people who triggered my eating disorder. For me, this was a couple friends who also struggled with eating disorders, but also substance abuse issues and severe mental health issues. And it was just not good for me to be around them. While obviously I wanted to be there for them and get them the help that they needed, the best thing I could do for them and for myself was to walk away. Because two sick people 
will never make each other better. Eating disorders are competitive. Whether you're conscious of it or not, it's a competition. You compare yourself to the people around you. And in my case, I ended up in these super fucked up friendship dynamics where it was literally a competition to see who could get sicker, who could be thinner, who could go harder. And there is no winner in that game. We were feeding our disorders off of each other. And as much as I wanted to help my friends, I had to help myself first or no one was going to get better. And I wanna wrap this up by saying, if you're experiencing an eating disorder or anything like this, I am so sorry. And my biggest recommendation would be to tell someone who you love and trust and ask for help. Because I honestly do not believe I could have done this on my own. I would not be recovering right now if I never asked for help. I just wouldn't. But I think that's pretty much all I have for this episode. I know that was very intense. So if you're still here, thank you for sticking it out. I know I covered a lot. So if you have any questions, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. It's just Bentley Meskel because I can definitely do a follow-up episode where I just answer questions if you guys would be interested in that. I think that's pretty much it for now. So thank you guys for listening. I love you all so much and I will see you next time.